Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, promoting God, family, and country, protecting life, liberty, and property, doing so using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, the United States of America, using the checks and balances our founding fathers gave us, Rejecting revolution, standing for people's rights, standing for restoration, not revolution, is the key to the exercise. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. On Saturday, what was it, New Year's Eve day? I was on the radio with Chris Carlson, and he says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. Amen to that reality check. And we talked about this weird deal. Mr. Ray Epps, in the J6th testimony, so J6th committee testimony released. He admitted he was in the front. He admitted that he orchestrated it. And he's still a free man, according to the Gateway Pundit. Okay, he, in a text to his nephew that got turned into the court and used in court, he says, I was in the front. I also orchestrated it. House Republicans have also uncovered correspondence showing that Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office helped craft the failed security plan in place for January 6th. Huge. House Republicans now find texts and email evidence that Pelosi staffers secretly decreased security for January the 6th. Yeah. What do you think of all that, folks? Are you comfortable? See, this is the problem. They act like, wow, that's okay, but you know what? Why is Nancy Pelosi's office in the, or, uh, even involved? Why is Nancy Pelosi's office even involved in the security for the Capitol? Oh, because she's the Speaker of the House, Sam, and no, no, no. She's a California Congresswoman, Speaker or not. Capitol Police, is she responsible for them? And then they weaken security intentionally? And she was involved in crafting the security policy in place on January the 6th while Trump is the president. And then we blame it on Trump and all Trump supporters. And now it turns out we have evidence of Ray Epps, who was on the FBI most wanted list for a long time, who testified, admitted that he did it, admitted to the, I mean, he's on video everywhere, breaking into the Capitol, encouraging people to break into the Capitol, first to breach of the barricades and security whispering in people's ears right before they, right after they get the whisper in the ear from him, go off and do more damage. And yeah, what the heck is going on? And then Ted Cruz decides to quiz people down in, in Congress about it. And they're just like, we can't talk about that. We can't answer. We don't know. We da 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 da. He just gets shut down. Now we find out all this. Ray Epps literally admits it. Plus, he's on video doing it. And now we've got Trump supporters in prison with a whole lot less involvement. Stuart Rhodes, Oath Keepers, agree or disagree with him. He wasn't even inside the Capitol at all. They claimed that he was participating in a violent overthrow, but they left their guns on the other side of the river. How's that for a violent overthrow? Folks, we are being absolutely snookered. The question is, one, can you believe the revelations coming out now? 
after they've held people in jail for a couple of years. And on top of that, we find out Nancy's right at the helm that Trump's probably going to go to jail. And you look at this thing and you go, will the Republicans save us? Well, folks, we talked about with Chris Carlson, if you are looking for a political savior to save you, it ain't going to happen. Do not look for a political savior. With that, Dr. Scott Bradley's with me once again. FreedomsRisingSun.com. Welcome back, sir. Well, it sounds like you went out of the year with a big bang. <laughs> yes, you know, indeed, sir. We, we live in a target-rich environment. Uh, there's, there's just so much nonsense that's going on. We, um, you know, if, if you're running a talk radio show like you do, it seems like uh, there's plenty of fodder all the time. And, and I talk about the people that are running the country are baboons and buffoons. A buffoon, of course, being a, an inept clown. And a baboon is a uh, pack animal that's a, a predator. And uh, that's basically where we are with pack animal predators that are buffoons running the thing. You know, you talk about, you know, the Capitol Police really pack is run animal by a... predator clowns, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah. but with Can plenty of it? predator abuse uh, uh, at their fingertips, that's for sure. Well, yeah, you get a, pre- you get a pack of baboons chasing you in Africa, and you're toast. I mean, these guys are... Horrific uh, in their, uh, in the, and horrific too in in their attack on things. But anyway, Absolutely the Capitol Police Board, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, there's a complete Capitol Police Board. People ought to know that. I mean, it isn't really run by Nancy Pelosi, but but I think because of her position in, uh, you know, as House Speaker, I think that they defer to her an awful lot. You know, there's a Sergeant at Arms in the House and the Senate and. And there's people that are, you know, police capital, uh, police chiefs over the Capitol Police, and they're on the board, okay? So um, there's 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 a, a board of people that are supposed to do this, and I, I guess I would have to defer to the comment of buffoons and baboons. It isn't just at the most senior levels of, of anything, but I we've been saying this, though, Sam, really, since about January 10th, probably, 2021. So here we are, uh, virtually two years le- later, uh, of of some of the shenanigans that have happened the behind the scenes. I mean, t- Trump offered to have military personnel to keep the peace, if you will. Um, and that was that was turned down. There was there was no interest whatsoever. They had uh, plenty of forewarning. It was almost like Pearl Harbor. I mean, you know, on December 7th, 1941, where all the ducks were in a row, the president and the secretary of state and, you know, the uh, chief of staff of the military, all of them knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen. Maybe they didn't know what hour they were going to attack on January, I mean, on December 7th. But um, but it was such a orchestrated kind of thing from the most senior levels. And, and we continue to gulp down the, the falsehoods without even blinking an eye in, in this nation. I mean, well, every around the world. I mean, it's it's like uh, you've probably followed, and I don't want to change the subject or take another tangent, but I sometimes do things like this. You look at what's happening in China with the um, with the COVID thing there, and and uh, suddenly everybody and their dog is dying, and this, this it's just spreading like wildfire and everything. Well, they locked the country down for like three years. Everybody's hunkered down. You know, they're bunkered up and hunkered down in China. 
People are dying in, in uh, fires in apartment buildings because they got their doors welded shut and all that kind of nonsense. And they finally open the door. People stick their nose outdoors. And by golly, the virus is still there. Can you imagine? It's like, you know, you could lock a nation down for, well, maybe not eternity because, you know, resurrection and everything will be involved in that conversation. But you could lock a nation down for years and all you're going to do is weaken their immune systems. And and they, everybody's all a Twitter. Ooh, that's maybe not a good term either. About, you know, how everybody's getting sick now. And they, maybe they should have locked down longer. It's not going to make a hill of beans a difference. Six minutes, six hours, well, six years. it's only going to make it, it worse. Matter. That's all. Yeah. So it will Your make a difference. System. It'll just make it a worse difference. That's all. It will make a difference I'm, in terms of improving the situation. That's for sure. No, not at all. And and here's the deal. We've talked about this for three years now, Sam, and you, you'll probably remember the conversations. We talked about how God built a system. I mean, a system is, is a whole universe, and the system all is fitly formed together. Everything is designed to interact, to rejuvenate, to refresh, to do everything that's needful. I mean, the snowstorms we're getting is to bring water for us to not only drink but to grow our crops next next year. Well, this year now. But the fact of the matter is it's a system. Not our body is a system. And it has, you know, these T cells and these natural immune uh, processes that it goes through. And and it learns to deal. Or it's a kind of a it's better than artificial intelligence. It's created by God. It's not artificial, it's real. And with rare exception, <laughs> whenever we tamper with it, it gets worse, not better. That's been proven no a question. times, sixty six ways from Sunday from the beginning of uh, time so just expect that ladies and gentlemen but i just thought i'd bring that up because they're literally gonna probably get donald trump thrown in jail uh over this time will tell i don't know i don't know oh you don't you think they'll just let him go no. and be good? He'll, no. do you think he'll well, run for president has anybody ever been thrown in jail that's at the most senior levels for anything that's ever happened i mean only if this only is, if they're outsiders well that's right i mean you get a few outsiders like uh, what's his name stockman and some of those guys you yeah know. a lot of people think trump is an outsider i personally don't no i don't either i mean he came no. in with a bang and just but I, no i can't imagine him going to jail i think there's a lot of hoopla about a lot of things and and uh, he's already said he's going to run for president so i guess he is running for president uh, yeah i, I guess I the question that, is will they create a law that says he can't you know take there's off no law they can create to say he can't i mean the Constitution's very specific. Article two. I know. Does this great want to say he can't run for office? Well, that's nobody the will thing. challenge it. Well, you're probably right. The problem is that the Constitution <laughs> is paramount to. That means it's superior to. It takes precedence over anything else out there. And if the Constitution has qualifications, well, of course, we nobody ever got to see Obama's real birth certificate. I mean, yeah, he says they did one, but it, anybody that has any Photoshop background knows it was a poorly Photoshopped document. And, yeah, and but it's Trump was like, going to get to the bottom of that before he took office, and then he took office, and magically he wasn't interested. No, but let's talk about his taxes for a minute. We can't get We'll do Obama's. it right now, ladies and gentlemen. A quick pause. Here's the headline. House, Wayne's, House Ways and Means Committee releases six years of Donald Trump's tax returns after a year-long legal battle. Wow. Let's talk about it. Liberty Roundtable Live. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Donald Trump's tax returns, Trump reacts, claims Dems have weaponized his financial records. He calls it a very dangerous two-way street. I don't think Democrats released his tax returns. I think the deep state did. I don't want to blame it on one side or the other. That Hegelian dialectic has got to go. Dr. Bradley, what do you say? Well, you know, first I'll assure you and your listeners, I had no idea I was being a front man or a straight man for this next story. I mean, I... Uh, it's, but it fits. It's absolutely good. Uh, the tax issue and the uh, birth certificate and everything else. I mean, I first of all, for every moment that they've been asking for these, every moment, any time I got a chance publicly, I would state, huh, if they released them, you know, there's probably six ways to Sunday they could be interpreted by different tax spinners, and I certainly wouldn't understand them. And, um, and I, I don't believe that 99.9999% of the Americans would understand them. However, I do believe that those that are, that are tax attorneys and as IRS agents and everything else like that, it's interesting to me. First, let me say this. If you call the IRS when you're doing your taxes and try to get them to walk you through something, they can be wrong. And they are very, very often, probably over 50%. And when, when they give you something and you say you got it from an IRS on the call-in line, somebody else uh, spins it a different way and you're in the wrong. This is a, it's a moving target. The tax structure in the United States is one of those darned if you do and darned if you don't kinds of things. And they're designed to trap you. It's an entrapment kind of process. 
And it's used and, uh, to peddle fear in the country, and it's used it by is. the deep state from both sides of the aisle, and it has been so for decades. But you know what? I blame Donald. You want to know why? I, sure, I'd like to hear it. I mean, All he right. probably he has president. He could have abolished the IRS single-handedly. He could have said, I'm the chief executive in the country. I'm not carrying out this unconstitutional shenanigan. I fire everybody involved in the IRS, which is illegal in the first place. And Congress, you need to fix this immediately. You can get uh, appropriate revenue from apportionment taxes and from tariffs at the borders, etc. I'll help you raise that money. But I will not double down in, in defense of this unconstitutional criminal behemoth. I'm not doing it. I'm shutting it down. He could have done that, you know. Well, there's many that believe that even the 16th Amendment is completely, um, it, it's being interpreted Bogus, and spun the wrong way. not properly ratified, yeah. and I'm one of them. Yeah, it's not properly ratified. I think there's a strong case that can be made with that. But in addition to that, the way it's being spun, the IRS really is on thin ice. But be that as it may. But don't you think Donald could have shut it down? Oh, I think that if he hadn't been able to completely shut it down, and uh, the reason I hesitate to be too bold about that is that I think that the deep state's a pretty powerful creature, and uh, there would have been horrific pushback on that. I think that there could have been inroads made, but uh, to tell you the truth, uh, some things, you know, just right now, there are so many... um, Trap doors, if you will, There's for no everything question. that happens. But, but he didn't even try those, my point, doctor. No, no, he didn't. And he didn't try to correct any of these other things that he said, the Obama birth certificate thing, okay? I mean, here we are. If you read in Article 2, I mean, this is a constitutional requirement. This is something at the baseline, paramount over everything and all things in in the in terms of the way government runs. I know it doesn't take precedence over God. I I'll give anybody that argument. God is superior to all, and I'm I'm good with that. But it says specifically, no person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of his adopting this Constitution. That would allow someone that had, you know, was a citizen here but had born overseas, but by the time it was adopted, they could have been president. But all those people are dead now. So now the pertinent uh, section is no person except a natural-born citizen shall be eligible to the office of president. Okay, now, we'll read on in the next couple of lines here. Well, let me just do it right now. Neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not have attained to the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within the United States. Okay, there's there's nothing in there about, you know, you have to show your taxes. There's nothing in there about if you've been convicted previously. The pre, we should be able to make a judge on those things through our process, the Electoral College and all those kind of things. But this idea that, that they can create a legislative action that says these people are not eligible. No, that's already been done. People that weren't natural-born citizens are not eligible. And I think there's a strong case that can be made that uh, neither Obama nor some of these other people that uh, Rubio and uh, Cruz, I think when we could talk about that at length, I've got an hour-long presentation, if anybody's ever interested, that calls into question their presidential eligibility. But the fact of the matter is it's specific, and nobody was willing to examine that. But, oh, man, we want his taxes. You know, you think about George Washington. Now, in the context of the time and the, the space that presidents have lived in, it's arguably, I think, 
that Washington was probably the most wealthy man in the nation. If he wasn't, he certainly was ranking pretty high on that. I mean, he probably exported more whiskey. I mean, just taking a inane subject that, that brought him income than than you can shake a stick at. That he was he was well to do, and uh, nobody says, "Oh man, this guy's not qualified." I mean, why why would we want a guy that exports whiskey? Just taking that example. Or his, you know, his grain fields. or I mean, you pick anything. He did. He managed his farm very, very effectively. And nobody was saying, well, man, we better not let this guy be a president. I mean, he might be, boy, he might be one of those bourgeois guys. You know, it's Marxist what we're doing. No and, question. Uh, and it's abuse and his taxes are being weaponized. Trump's right on that. And what it means to you and I is they will have more and more and more abuse of the average citizen as they hire these more than 87,000 new goons. And Trump could have stopped a large part of it, even if he didn't get the IRS completely shut down. He could have certainly created a huge interference. He could have reduced the staff significantly. There's a lot of things he could have done, but he virtually did nothing. And Rand Paul says, hey, first up is holding Fauci accountable. So now we got this target-rich environment where we don't even know what to go after first, doctor. Well, well, uh, Fauci might get my vote. I mean, come on. I mean, there's a guy that needs to stand before a Nuremberg-type trial. Due process needs to occur. I mean, that's ever going to happen? Uh, no. Heavens no. And and the guy would See? be given a pass regardless. I mean, he, what did he, uh, they, were, they, they had him up for a deposition, and I don't remember the exact number, but... He he replied, I don't know, like 175 times. Or, no, I don't remember. I can't remember. I'm not like sure. That. I don't know. Yeah, That yeah, was the Hillary what? Clinton plan too, right? Oh, my heavens. I mean, so senility set in many, many decades ago apparently with the man. But the fact of the matter is that um, he needs to be held accountable. We need to say Amen nobody, that. not ever, ever can do to this country again what was done to this country in the name of this false a premise of how you go about shutting down everything, destroying individual God-given rights, suspending the Constitution. Yeah, during Trump's watch, the only people that shut things down was Fauci, and he shut down everything that was wrong. Exactly. He kept everything I mean, that was... I, I'm sorry, he shut down everything that was right. He kept everything that was wrong is the problem. Right, exactly. But do you want to end that, this segment on some good news? Oh, man, are we just about <laughs> out of time on this segment? Yeah, let's On this it. segment, yeah. A federal judge now ruled that the ban in New York on churches for concealed carries was unconstitutional. Yeah, the state's concealed carry, whatever you want to call it, um, it was called the the State's Carrying Concealment Act or whatever. Anyway, it was unconstitutional. It violates religious exercise, and it's flat-out unconstitutional. We'll talk about that when we get back if you want. I mean, in the colonial days, there were laws on some of the colonies' books that said... You must bring a firearm to church. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it John was an Sinatra imperative. Of the fourth, uh, well, I guess it's the Western District of New York or whatever, he just simply said, hey, man, look, it's unconstitutional uh, because it violates gun worshippers' rights and it hinders the free exercise of religious beliefs, ladies and gentlemen. Gun carriers of worship. Yeah. But that's the thing. It, it, back in the colonial period, uh, in fact, some laws required you to practice firearms on Sunday. And, and you know, there was, it was like, this is our heritage, people. 
and and the the yo-yos, the baboons and buffoons of the uh, establishment have just turned everything on its ear. It's horrific, horrific, absolutely. Yeah, we did but talk my, about my, a year-end in review, by the way. Our nation in decline, says Joel Skousen of World Affairs Brief. And he basically says we're still losing the war. And the primary reason why is we have intellectual corruption that's going on at our universities and education centers. Beginning in 1960s, the student-led became synonymous with free love and moral abandonment. When you lose your morality and your religion, you lose the country. We're fast becoming a Sodom and Gomorrah society. Immorality of any type does not come without chronic violations of your conscience. It's a national problem, ladies and gentlemen. We need protection from God. Amen to that. Quick pause. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Lance Pry. Authorities in New York City are investigating whether a man who attacked three police officers with a machete at a New Year's Eve celebration, striking two of them, was inspired by radical Islamic extremism. Sources identified the suspect as 19-year-old Trevor Bickford of Wells, Maine. He's expected to survive being shot in the shoulder. As Republicans take the majority in the House Tuesday, the party is still contemplating their speaker. Representative Kevin McCarthy from California is the top choice of most House Republicans to lead the chamber. A federal judge has set a date for the pre-trial hearing between Microsoft and the Federal Trade Commission. The two are going head-to-head on January 3rd to battle the fate of Microsoft's $69 billion buy of Call of Duty publisher Activision Blizzard. The government stance believes this would create a monopoly in the gaming industry. Heavy rains out west took their toll over the past couple of days. Folks in Northern California are dealing with an aftermath of heavy rain and strong winds that hit the region over the weekend. The storm dumped more than five inches of rain over the San Francisco Bay Area on Saturday, its second wettest day on record. Crews in Sacramento have rescued multiple flood victims by helicopter in recent days. Mass power outages were also felt as more than 170,000 California homes were in the dark as of Sunday afternoon. I'm Julio Flores. President Biden has approved a disaster declaration made by the Havasupai tribe deep in the Grand Canyon of northern Arizona, giving them money for flood damage as it prepares for a reopening in February for tourists after nearly three years. Colombia and Venezuela on Sunday thawed their relationship a bit. The two opened a key bridge linking the countries that had been closed for almost seven years under political tensions. Many are contributing Colombia's new leftist president as the reason. This is USA News. Patriotsoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur with words from another happy payroll customer. Well, it's very easy to use from the login and the setup was extremely easy. I didn't have to call anyone for help. I was able to do it on my own. And I love the fact that I can run my payroll and print my pay stubs. And then you guys do all of the filing for me. So I get a quarterly report that everything's been filed on my behalf. And then at the end of the year, I can print out my W-2s. So I use you guys 
I tell everybody, it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Why anybody doesn't use y'all, I don't know. Visit us at PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com is with me. We're talking about morality and religion, two great supports George Washington pointed to that we need for the, self, the, the strengthening and safety of America. Look, God is a God of laws. Even God cannot break his own laws. It's contrary to his nature. Because men choose to disobey God's laws, they must, in God's mercy, suffer the consequences of their choices. This is an indispensable element of God's plan, ladies and gentlemen. The Spirit of God will not always strive with man. And when God's Spirit is sufficiently withdrawn from our land, men will be turned over to their carnal nature to the point where societal order will break down. We talked about that in great detail, Doctor, but I think this relates directly to the conversation. Always has and always will. Well, there's there's no question. Um, it's interesting, though. Um, uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I crossed the line and God didn't strike me down. I guess it's okay. I mean, I don't know what they actually think, but uh, but we kind of act that way. And, and it's kind of interesting to me that there's a ripening process that usually happens before, you know, God manifests his disfavor of different things. I mean, again, if it was an instantaneous kind of thing, there'd be no test. There'd be no challenge. I mean, if you stole something, God automatically made your right hand wither or fall off or something like that. I mean, suddenly everybody's going, whoa, 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 look at all those uh, withered right hands out there. It must mean we can't do anything wrong or or else we're going to get this immediate uh, sanction against us. And uh, and so uh, sometimes we have very short institutional memories and very short in individual memories and and we give offense to god over long periods of time but sooner or later there is uh, a response and 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 I, this idea of ripening in our iniquity is kind of what i perceive is happening in our nation today it's we happening right now because look these religious corruption all these mass mainstream large denominational christian churches they all went along with the Respect for Gay Marriage Act. This is the codifying of the uh, ripening you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's it's just one example of, of countless. I mean, the idea that, you know, that Alexander Pope, we've talked about his quotation. Is, this is just a portion of it. First endure, then pity, then embrace. That's kind of where we are right now in America. Um, we we seem to have, again, I, I can't make that broad a statement with complete accuracy, I guess, because... I'm absolutely confident that there are wide swaths of of good, caring, devoted Americans out there still that, that retain uh, a semblance of understanding, I, albeit diluted, I'm, I fear, because of our public education process that has created the biggest uh, instrument of atheism that's ever been on the earth, where we violate the First Amendment, where we're doing a taxpayer-supported a faith-based religion, if you will, a godless religion, humanism. We don't have a divine God in that, but that's what's preached every day to the children 
and every generation has further erosion occur in their belief system to the point that, that our religiosity in this nation has is just a minuscule percentage of what it was 200 years ago. And we've talked about that. We've talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago on the, you know, that revolutionary Christmas discussion we did about how the, uh, the people of America were absolutely convinced that overarching, undergirding every single step of our liberty was this godly, uh, the godly hand. And, and today, we, we largely have, uh, I mean, he, if he's on the list, he's way down the list, you know. I'd, some years ago, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Michael Jordan, I think, was the uh, basketball player that was so well-known at the time. Anyway, uh, there was a survey done, and the survey uh, asked who's the most, um, I don't know the exact word, it was the, the most known person in the universe, okay? And um, <laughs> I guess because the word universe was in there, Somebody thought, well, that might be God. I mean, you know, because of that. But by and large, Michael Jordan took the survey. I mean, because of his uh, athletic prowess. And it's like, are we kidding? We Are we kidding that we put God in second fiddle to a basketball player? But that's kind of where we're going right now. And it's a tragic travesty. Sad but true. Family. And the temporal follows the spiritual, ladies and gentlemen. The economy's in trouble. Inflation will remain high except for housing. Housing will go down. Supply chain issues will get worse. Don't believe the rosy economic features you're being or you're being told uh, about the Christmas season. It's all fake. They say that uh, sales were up like seven percent, but hey, if inflation's up eight percent, what does that mean? Really, they're down. Uh, is the reality check, ladies and gentlemen? The EPA continuing to meddle, increasing environmental requirements on oil refineries. Virtually ensuring that nobody can afford to repair, upgrade, or build new ones. So power grid in trouble as well. Uh, this isn't looking good, Dr. Bradley, but what I've recommended everybody do, we need to learn to live on less of everything, doctor. Well, you know, absolutely. We've become a gluttonous society as part of our problem in that, uh, you know, bring it on kind of baby. But you mentioned power grid kind of thing, and, and we're inflicting, it's a self-inflicted wound. I mean, you know, you know, in the military, we used to call a, uh, a sunburn a self-inflicted wound. You, you have enough sense to get out of the sun sometime, you know. Don't pass out drunk on the beach is what a lot of uh, military personnel did. But, but the point of the matter is we can stop this. And this idea that we're going to uh, require everybody to plug their car in when, when we don't have a grid out there that can support uh, all the other things that are drawing on it right now, and they're saying, no, 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 we're going to get rid of, of uh, you know, gasoline, diesel engines, and we're going to go with uh, an electric grid, and, oh, no, you're going to have to turn off your air conditioning, you're going to have to turn off your lights, you're going to have to, I mean, we'll be a third world country because people have plugged their their SUV into the, the grid. Well, and if you turn all the grain control. into fuel, <clears throat> And you go to electricity, um, you're going to basically drive around hungry, right? Well, you know, and I, I've had these conversations with people that I say, we're burning our food. You know, they've got this requirement that so much corn get turned into, you know, this ethanol thing that they put in your fuel that, that helps wear your engine out. 
But um, but the fact of the matter is, oh, no, 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 that's a different kind of corn. We, we don't eat this kind of corn. Well, think for a minute. Connect the dots with me for a moment, people. If we didn't plant corn to burn, we would be planting corn to eat. So it's an offset. It's a, an opportunity lost. If yeah, you so whether it's a different kind terms. of corn or not is irrelevant. They'll grow to the, in, uh, to the supply and demand reality, right? And, and the, the requirement to put ethanol in fuel requires a certain amount. And, of course, the corn lobby, uh, I don't know if there's an exact corn lobby, but some kind of agricultural lobby, is saying we want government subsidies to make sure that uh, we have lined our pockets with this. Again, no constitutional authority to do this. You know, the general government has no authority to say you're going to burn this kind of corn or this kind of fuel. There is zero there. It, the Constitution is completely devoid of any authority to do that. But what they do is the, the lobbyists go in there and they say, you know what, we're going to line our pockets with a spiffy little new requirement that certain things be used in certain ways. And so they pull the levers of government on their behalf and they get their slice of the pie. And the fact is that we're offsetting what would naturally be grown because of the free market saying, wow, there's a demand out here for more popcorn or whatever. You know, we're going to grow popcorn this year or whatever. And no, they, there's uh, everybody thinks that by some central planning wizardry, everybody's going to be better off, and that's not the case. And we can look at, um, you know, all of the five-year five plans that were put together from Stalin forward have been failures. Because central planning does not work. And if we had half a brain or more in our heads, I think a lot of people, like I say all the time, have destroyed brain cells because of oxygen deprivation with the face diapers. But the fact of the matter is we, we aren't thinking with all the brain cells we ought to be thinking of. And the centralized planning concept of the Soviet Union has been a failure formula from the very beginning. Not one of them turned out right. And yet, we, we think we can manipulate these things by some oversight board or some nonsense like that, that somehow, and, and by the way, the lobbyists play a big part in this. I mean, the Nebraska uh, legislators probably get a big bu bunch of bucks from, from some different kinds of agricultural lobbyists, and they get stuff stuffed into uh, bills that shouldn't be there, like this big $1.7 trillion one. All the pork that got put in there because people wanted a piece of the pie. There you have and it, it's ladies wrong. and gentlemen. But you know what? Time Magazine is declaring that exercise is white supremacy. You see, the white people used to exercise so they'd have a strong race so they could keep the slaves in check. And therefore, white supremacy is codified. Exercise is white supremacy now, they say. Wow. I kid you not. Final segment this hour, I got a bunch of good news. Can you believe that? We'll talk about it with Dr. Bradley on your radio, freedomsrisingsun.com. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. 
The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Time Magazine is saying that exercise is absolute white supremacy. Now, I don't know if you ask those guys if black people exercise if it's white supremacy, too. Just can't figure all that out. I'm not really smart enough, ladies and gentlemen. And sorry about my voice today. It just seems to be getting worse for some reason. All right, I got a good news story for you. Guy name is Jay uh, Withy. And Jay Withy is a hero. They say he's from New York. New York hero Jay Withy saved 23 people during Monster Storm. He broke into a school and he sheltered more than 23 people from the blizzard. Now, he was stranded in the middle of a dangerous blizzard. After looking for shelter in numerous homes and being turned away, he eventually broke into the school. Now, here's the deal. This guy, Jay, says he went to 10 households, Dr. Bradley. This is what concerns me the most about this story. He said he went to 10 households, offering each household $500. He said, hey, listen, I am out in this storm, and I feel like my life is in danger. I will give you $500 to sleep on your floor. All of them turned him away. He said, I'd plead with them, please, please, my life is in jeopardy. And they say, no, I'm sorry. Dr. Bradley, that's what concerns me the most about society. Now, I get if you're a single woman and you're alone, I get that you may be a little hesitant. But most of those households could have taken him. Now, I'm a little bit glad they didn't because he was then back in the storm, had to eventually find a school, break in. So he found a school, he broke in. Uh, and as far as I understand, he uh, got squared away. Then he went and um, back out into the storm and started knocking on people's windows and cars as far as he could. And 23 people came in and out of the storm. Uh, and so he saved their lives. Here's a soundbite relating to the news coverage. The blizzard that hit western New York State this week is now blamed for at least 40 deaths. 
But tonight, a story of lives saved and a reunion with the hero who brought nearly two dozen people to safety. Jesse Kirsch reports tonight from Buffalo. When you need help, stranded, freezing, out of gas. You want Jay Whitley. Did you think twice before heading out or did you just jump right in? No, it's not me. When Jay got stuck in the blizzard trying to help a friend near Buffalo, he wound up with two strangers. Running low on fuel, turned away, and one door after another, he broke in to this school. As soon as you get through the glass, can you immediately feel heat? Uh, yeah, 100%. With his companion safely inside, Jay went back into the storm. I'm going to all these cars and telling them, hey, you know, I broke into school. There's heat, there's a bathroom, there's probably some food. It would have been enough to save two people. Why do you go back out there? Just that's the name of the game. You know, you got you to gotta help the next person in line. In all, Jay says his army rescued 23 people from the snow. Yeah, you know I love you. Including Addie Johnson and her son, Demario. We kept asking God to send us an angel, a guardian angel. And an angel came? <laughs> an angel came because... An angel who turned school lunch into a holiday meal, pizza and cereal. Spending Christmas with strangers and we leaving out as family. Again in the cold, Jay kept going, firing up the snowblower to help get everyone home. Saving lives would have been enough. Cleaning was more than enough. But then Jay left this note. To whomever it may concern, I'm terribly sorry. I had to do it to save everyone. Merry Christmas. If you were going to write a note back, what would your note say? Oh, thank you. Right? Like, what else can you say? You are a hero. There's still a lot of good left in the world, and I hope people can see that, you know, and just trust someone. Trust in a helping that hand that won't give up. Jesse Kirsch, NBC News, Cheektowaga, New York. All right, you can turn that off. So there you have it. There is good in the world, Dr. Bradley. You know, um, I've, I, I think I've said on your program before that when I was a teenager, I traveled the country from Florida to Alaska and from New York to California, and I found so many, many, many good, good, good uh, Americans, good Christian people that, uh, you know, tried to to do the right thing for the right reasons. And and I remember one time in New York, New York City, there's often times of veneer, it seemed to me, of uh, aloofness that, that seemed to kind of cover everything. You're smashed into... Uh, subway cars like sardines, you know, face-to-face -face with someone, and you you try and strike up a conversation, and they completely ignore you. I mean, it's just bizarre what it was like. And and, uh, and so I kind of I kind of got a maybe a, a an improper view of New Yorkers in, in that experience. But later on, I, I, I spent some time, I, I did some consulting around the country, and I found that some of the New Yorkers, once you get beyond that veneer, they are some of the most good-hearted, wonderful people I have ever met in, in all my travels. Uh, the people, I, I think, sometimes feel like there's a, they got to keep a guard up because somebody's trying to take them or something. I don't know what motivates it, but, but I have found some of the most delightful people I'd ever met. And, uh, I mean, I, I, on one trip, for example, I got off the road in a, bad way i ended up in the east bronx and it was a pretty rough neighborhood and i stopped to gas stations to ask for things and they were behind bullet resisting windows uh to uh, try and ask for directions i mean it's a bad a bad situation to be in in the you know after midnight and you know on the bad streets of east bronx but at any rate uh getting somebody from behind the bulletproof window to point me down a street was really hard but on that same trip, I was I was uh, uh, doing some consulting out western uh, New York, 
And the people there were just so, you know, New York maybe has a bad rap sometimes. And, and yeah, there is some resistance maybe. There is some concerns. But, man, when you make a friend there, I mean, it's almost like they're a, a brother from a different mother, as they say, you know. We really, really have some good people there. And I'm so grateful that there were a good outcome on this thing in New York. But uh, I think we need to give people a chance sometimes. Whether you're on the receiving side or the giving side, this idea of trying to have humanity uh, kind of become a little more integrated into uh, kind of what we were designed to be, just God's children, I think is a good thing. That's a great story. It's a good humanitarian kind of story. And my well, and experience I'm with for New Jake, Yorkers but I'm sure concerned changed. about those households. Now, I get that, like I say, if a woman's alone by herself, I get how she's like, no, I just can't do it and uh, whatever. But I almost look at it and say, I'd rather invite people in, save their lives, and even if I don't trust them and I have to stay up all night and watch them or if we end up yeah. staying up all night together or whatever. And you can say, well, Sam, you put yourself in danger the second you do that. I know, but at some point, you have got to set a kindness standard, folks. All right, Donald Trump wishes Happy New Year to all Americans and calls for peace in 2023. Happy New Year 2023. Let faith, hope, and courage drive our efforts. Jim Hoft, he's with the Gateway Pendant, ladies and gentlemen. Think about all that, Dr. Bradley. Uh, I think we need to follow their lead. I think they're right. Well, absolutely. We're, uh, yeah, there, uh, a lot more kindness, a lot more reaching out to our fellow man. Uh, this idea of peace on earth, goodwill toward man. We look at our Savior, you know, where, where he's been, uh, what he did for us. I mean, this angelic pronouncement. I mean, everything is just doing the right things the path has already been set for us you know and uh, and we we just need to try and apply that a little bit more i i hesitate almost to to uh even bring it up let alone read it again but you remember on that uh, uh revolutionary christmas thing we talked about what uh what george washington's perspective was as he uh deflected power he went back and he he got back to mount vernon and he talked about how he just wished that mankind was kind of competing to see who could do the most good you know and that's just the way we ought to be looking to do good and uh, so hopefully trump's wishes whether you love trump or hate him i think that they they have a good sound uh foundation so well and happy new year 2023 make faith hope and courage Drive our efforts. You know, that's great news from the Gateway Pundit as well. Uh, I got a final story that's good news, believe it or not. Uh, many bad laws are coming into effect, as you know, with the 2023 New Year start. But this one is good news. Alabama, they say, will allow seal carry of handguns without a permit beginning on New Year's Day. So Alabama now has moved to constitutional carry, doctor. You know, it's kind of like... Uh Duh. I mean, if you look at what our heritage is, um, this right to keep and bear arms, uh, it's, it predates, you know, presidents and congresses and parliaments and kings, uh, everything. It predates that. That's, that is a, a natural law that uh, was granted to God's children. 
to make sure that uh, that we can take care of ourselves if bad people come in. And uh, I'm glad to hear that there's some common sense things that are happening. But my goodness, there's sure a lot of resistance everywhere you look. I mean, some of these laws that got passed in recent elections, that the, the we the people, I mean, in their they had referendums on it. And, and they came up with some really bizarre laws. And if you know the fact of the matter in, in any of these things, um, let me just give you a, a statement here. I know we're running out of time, but uh, we have uh, Cesar Beccaria. He's a, an Italian guy that was contemporary with the uh, American Founding Fathers. And and he he wrote about crime and punishment and all those kind of things. But one of the things that he wrote about was the idea of being armed. And, and here's what he said. He said, the laws that forbid the carrying of arms disarm those only who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crimes. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They serve rather to encourage than to prevent homicides, for an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. I mean, that was said back in 1764. And, and people like, you know, the California leadership and New York leadership and Massachusetts leadership and Illinois leadership, I mean, you, you can make your list of, of the stupid, foolish leadership we have across this nation. And, and we find that hundreds of years ago, people understood this better. And so for a state to say, yeah, you can conceal carry as a, a God-given right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And Amen. Got people Ready for the oh, final piece foolish. of good news that we'll highlight this hour and dig into next hour? Donald Trump paid $0 in taxes. They say he's not alone. 60% of households pay no federal income tax, ladies and gentlemen. I find that to be great, great news. And what most people would say would be, well, Sam, don't you wish Donald should pay? He's rich. He should pay. My gosh, I had to pay. I'm not going to delight in the abuse of someone else, ladies and gentlemen. I'm delighted that 60% of the nation aren't paying income tax. I'm glad Donald didn't pay income tax. The only question left is how do we get 100% of Americans to pay no income tax and shut the cursed unconstitutional system down? When we come back, we'll have Dr. Bradley. We'll kick off the next hour talking about that, if you will. We'll also talk about California and New York setting the standard, unfortunately, for the nation. We'll do it all in seconds. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. To learn more about Dr. Bradley's presentations, weekly webinars, constitutional series to preserve the nation, and more, freedomsrisingsun.com. My website, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. Donate liberally, would you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. This is the broadcast for January the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is hour two of two. 
The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, to use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, and most importantly, to reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website. And the headline says, hey, Donald Trump paid zero in income taxes, and he's not alone. Literally 60% of Americans do not pay. Uh, 60% of American households do not pay federal income tax as well. And a lot of people would be like, hey, wait a minute, that rich guy ought to pay. Let's get him. That's what the mainstream press wants you to do, ladies and gentlemen. Look, these um, income taxes are unconstitutional. Okay? So I'm glad that Donald Trump didn't pay income tax. And you know what? I don't want anybody to pay a federal income tax. So 60% of households not paying, that's fantastic news. How do we move that number to 100, doctor? And how do we help people understand the proper role of legitimate, I don't know what you want to call it, taxing or fundraising or whatever you call it, to pay for the legitimate constitutional form of government? Uh, Jettisoning the IRS is one of the ways to start. So a lot of people would be critical of this. I I think this is good news, sir. Well, the the whole taxing structure is is marxist in its philosophy i mean it really is a marxist philosophy and and i don't remember how many uh tax uh percentage levels are you know you it's a progressive income tax that is the way it is it is and marx i mean point number two in the uh, communist manifesto is a heavy progressive or graduated income tax that's the idea you make more you pay a higher percentage and and it's in philosophy it is marxist it is not americanist at all and um what's her name aoc she wore a, a dress to a gala event that she's now being questioned on because of ethics because the ticket was like $35,000 to go there and and so uh she had donated quote unquote this $35,000 ticket to her to go and she wore a dress that was emblazoned with the message tax the rich and and that's marxist it's her philosophy to the core and and you know it's interesting i see these so-called conservative senators for example who shall remain unnamed at this point unless you insist but let's say there's 10 levels of percentages that are taken out and this uh, senator that i'm thinking of wanted to lower it to four you know four progressively more aggressive percentages being taken out of your income based upon your your income the higher the income the higher up the percentage and and it's like woo woo i'm i'm doing something good i'm changing it from 10 to 4 no it's still the second point of the communist manifesto a progressive or graduated income tax and and that's that's where we are in america today where even the so-called conservative constitutionalist perspective looking people they they get all tied in knots about Something that uh, somebody, let's take Trump, for example, didn't pay uh, federal income tax. Well, that's the way the law is written. If you have so many investments and write-offs and, and uh, you know, you have losses, all these kinds of things. I mean, there's it's a complex system, a very complex system, written so poorly to wheedle its way into somebody's heart that uh, this guy, Trump, had some good tax attorneys or accountants or whatever and and uh he basically was able to beat the system using the laws that they've written and now they want to hang him for that 
But your point, Sam, is more to the point I would like to make, too, is that the whole thing's wrong. This heavy progressive income tax is wrong. It's Marxist. Marx came up with this to enslave the world. And, uh, and you know, basically most of what's in the... And that's why we should never be happy when the other guy has to pay more or push for somebody else to pay more or what else. We need to shut down the entire abusive Marxist communist system and stand for freedom. If you want appropriate taxes in America, indirect taxes are what the founding fathers wanted. They wanted apportionment taxes. They wanted uh, taxes and tariffs at the borders so that it wouldn't be on, directly on the backs of the American people and it would never be used... Uh, to violate your privacy. And now they violated Trump's privacy, published it to all the cows come home. Uh, now what's uh, in the breach for you and I, but more of the same. We have got to stop this, doctor. Well, the, there's no question about that. And it's interesting in the 45th Federalist paper, uh, Madison makes the point that basically the the major revenue stream for the United States would be at the at the border. You know, the imports and uh, impost taxes and so on, the duties. Uh, that was the perspective the founding fathers had. You know, like I say, Federalist Papers reflect a lot of the original intent of what was going on, and they felt like, you know, yeah, we'll collect it at the border. I mean, it's going to be something that, um, you know, it'll be fairly applied, and, and everybody will do it, and that's the way it is. But what we're doing right now is uh, a plain violation of the Fourth Amendment, for example, our papers being secure, and you make a point that I think has a corollary to it that, that probably ought to be mentioned. We've talked oftentimes on your program about how the original intent of the American Founding Fathers was the election process was to be run within the states. The individual states were to do that. And every amendment that deals with elections and voting has been an encroachment of the, um, you know, the original intent against the original intent of the American Founders. And, you know, these Voting Rights Acts and all this kind of stuff, this attempt that it was made right after Biden got in office to canonize the processes by which the election was stolen it would have federalized completely everything. Fortunately, it's dead now. That Congress is gone. But the fact of the matter is uh, this is how the tax things are, too. You kind of inferred this with, you know, here we have uh, Trump having his taxes trumpeted, if you will, across the nation. And, uh, well, how far behind is Sam Bushman's taxes? You know, I mean, these kinds of things are, you know, they're supposed to be kept secure. And, um, you know, the idea that, oh, no, our need to know vastly exceeds their need to have, you know, their papers secure and have privacy in their life. And we're on a bad path. We're just on a bad path right now. And and all of this nonsense, that it truly is nonsense, is uh, ultimately going to reflect poorly on common, everyday Americans. I mean, why not publish everybody's taxes in the newspaper? Why don't we put out a, a big thing that you can do? It wouldn't be on the newspaper, obviously. But you could go to the Internet and you could look up you and your residence and everything, and you could have your taxes posted there. Why not, Sam? I mean, I know why not, but of course you your point's well taken. It's demonstrating the absurd by being absurd, and it's it's literally sure. a violation of everybody's privacies. Why don't we do a better plan and just use apportionment taxes uh, and use tariffs at the borders to pay for the proper role of limited government at the state and the general level, uh, and call it a day? All right, in America, you could look in Utah, for example. What is there? Three million people. Something like that. Three. Right, what was our latest probably. budget in twenty twenty two? Two. Uh, 25 billion for Utah? 
I I don't know exactly, but to tell you the truth, it's about twenty five billion too much. I mean, there's got to be yeah. some carried out there, in the well, form of and what that's the problem. That's the point. What is the number? If you take twenty five billion divided by three million people, you get like eight thousand dollars a person. Where's that money going to come from, people? And that doesn't even count funding the general government. It is absolutely well, out of control. He, he, I did. This was a number of years ago, so I'm not even trying and guess now what it is. But I did a study a number of years ago about the per capita federal money that came to individual citizens in the states. And it's it's astonishing to me the the an unbelievable amount of money that comes into the states from the general government. It's a redistributive process. And again, read the Constitution extremely carefully, and you will never at any point discover the authority for the general government, the federal government, you know, the uh, we argue about this a lot. I, we don't argue. I do it in my own mind. But, but for the federal government to have the authority to take from everybody around the nation and to, to send it out, distribute it, redistribute it to every citizen on average across the, the nation, it's an astounding exercise in unconstitutional activity. And, and by the way, that $1.7 trillion bill that uh, they had uh, in round numbers, uh, $850 million for military stuff and $750 million, not, not million, billion, uh, things for um, uh, social kind of spending, unconstitutional. There isn't authority to do that whatsoever. So half of this big omnibus spending bill was going to social programs that there's no authority to do. In, in the uh, Constitution, and then much of the of the spending for the military defense fund, you say, oh, well, that's, that's a constitutional process, but we have depleted our forces and our equipment and all of the things that are in, in necessary to support our defense. By the way, we've been the world's policemen, and, and so we're grinding we're out, out of control by attrition. Yeah, we are. It's just bizarre. So check these numbers out really quick. If you've got about 3 million people in the state of Utah, and if the budget is about $25 billion, which they claim it is, uh, even if you want to say, according to 2015, 16 numbers, it's half that, fine. You get about $8,000 per person or $4,000 per person if you go back to 2016 numbers. If you do the federal numbers, you get 330 million Americans, um, and you've got about a $5 trillion budget, right? So $5 trillion divided by the 330 million Americans, you come up with about 15000 So any way you look at it, you got about twenty, you know, $23,000, anywhere from fifteen dollars to $25,000 per household. That means in my household, I only have two kids home now. Out of eight, two kids are home. So me, my wife, and the two kids, that's four people. That's $100,000 for one year alone. That's every penny we have and more. Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? 
No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we're literally saddling our children and grandchildren uh, with unsustainable. Eventually, it will absolutely crush them. Eventually, the system will absolutely implode on itself. We don't have this kind of money and resources. So when Donald Trump and 60% of Americans don't pay any income tax, I got to celebrate. But we've got to train people on what to push for. Most people are going, oh, let's do a sales tax. A sales tax would be disaster, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine an IRS that could literally drill into your business. Governments do this now, and they have these corporate business audits that are absolutely crazy, Dr. Bradley. And they literally force businesses to dig up uh, transactions by the dozens and prove they're legitimate prove that taxes were paid or prove exemption or this and that and if you choke business like that you will eventually choke the nation we have got to get away from this direct taxation whether it be on businesses and or people and move to a sustainable system that's indirect that doesn't abuse the citizens that literally only brings enough revenue in to fund the proper role of government if we don't get that done it's curtains doctor it's just a matter of when you know there's a lot of different schemes and that's the nicest thing i can call them is a scheme you know, you you look at a scheme and what it really is. It's it's usually a scam on some level or another. You know, and and there the like for example, a, a value added tax. Uh, every time you you have a transaction, you do something different to the product. Yeah, another tax has to be paid. I mean, we're we're choking the daylights out of our out of our national economy to do that. You look at a a national sales tax, and and you know, here's the deal. There's no limits or bounds on this. We could say, oh, we could do this with a 7% national sale tax or a 10% or whatever it is. But you know what? When they get in your pockets, they always want more. That's the socialist program. What's to stop them from putting a 50% national sales tax on? One of my sons was, uh, was in South America for a while, and he attempted to get a business going there. And uh, he came back. I says, why? He says, Dad, they, <laughs> the socialist country there, 
made it so I could not make a profit. I mean, they have all these schemes, uh, these scams for getting money out of your pocket. And uh, these things, you know, like I say, a value-added tax, a national sales tax, a flat tax, you know, it's interesting. You say, oh, well, we could do it with a 15% flat tax, whatever the number is right now, whatever the schemers are, are thinking about. Yeah, 15% flat tax, yeah. One line we fill out on a form, we turn it in, yeah. Well, what's to keep them from going to a 20% flat tax or a 40% or an 80%? Or why not? How much did you make this past year or send it all in? I mean, that's the way these things work. We've got to go back to the limits and bounds already established in the United States Constitution that says you can only spend money for these things. They're enumerated. They're listed in the United States Constitution. By the way, in this in this thing, I've brought up on my computer uh, the real-time U.S. national debt clock. Everybody ought to do that. As soon as we get off the radio today, go look. And you look at the national debt right now is almost $31.5 trillion, kids. And and then you look at stuff. I mean, there's all sorts of things. You watch the numbers go around. It's kind of like watching a slot machine go in Las Vegas where everything's, you know, your eyes suddenly start going wacko on you. But the idea of unfunded uh, uh, debt that we, uh, there it's deferred. It's There's no money coming in for it. There's nothing that's saying, oh, we're going to take care of this. We've loaded this on the back of our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids. And the idea, you can take the, uh, well, let me just pick one here. Here's the debt per taxpayer for the national debt. That's a, It's almost a quarter of a million dollars per taxpayer, uh, per citizen, because there's children in there, let's say. There's almost a hundred, well, $95,000 per citizen on our national debt right now. And by the way, Sam, you're talking about Utah's, um, you know, income tax and, and the national income tax and what it takes on people. When you look at all of the taxes, you know, there's a gasoline tax, there's a sales tax, there's a property tax, you know, there's an excise tax. You know, we have taken and sliced the pie every single stinking way you can. And by the way, we had almost a taxpayer's result in Utah here a couple, two or three years ago, four, I think. Anyway, where they decided they were going to now tax labor in terms of somebody performed a service for you. You had to pay a tax on what that person's service was. It's like, no, we add another layer of bureaucracy every chance we get. And the taxpayers said no, and they turned some people out of office that had been instrumental in that. Unfortunately, the governor didn't get a big splash on himself. He, he let some other people take the fall. But but it's like left to their own, you know, initiative. These people are looking for just more and more ways. There's no question. To peel them so up I highlight that it's about twenty five thousand dollars per person right now. If you're just to take care of the yearly budgets, I'm not talking about the deficit or paying anything off at all. And I look at that number and I say it's not sustainable. Nobody has the money for that. Um, very few people anyway. But you look at it and you go, what should be the proper tax burden for the proper role of funding legitimate government at the state and the general county levels? What percent would you pay on apportionment if we ran things only constitutional? And I don't know how we arrive at that number, but I cannot imagine it would be that kind of expense. I mean, even if it was $5,000 a year, $10,000 a year, it would be hard to pay, but maybe more doable. But I mean, think about it. If it was $12,000 a year, that's $1,000 a month payment. 250 bucks a year per person. Okay, we're not even close, doctor. We are 25 times over my example right now. And my example, you know, is is doable but hard. It, it would equal your house payment almost. 
or equal some of the largest payments you have, even at my uh, suggestion. Now, if you get a significant portion of that from the border and from uh, excise taxes and, um, you know, et cetera, border taxation, whatever you want to call it, tariffs of the borders, uh, et cetera, you might reduce that number significantly and everybody might pay, you know, $500 uh, a month or something like that or $300 a month or, you know, five grand a year in that kind of range. That starts to get doable. But we have got to, I mean, somebody somewhere needs to look up what if we were to carry out the proper role of government, what would the cost really be? What percent of our revenue well, of my money would it need to take? Well, we'll see every American right now, and I put it almost universal, has a false impression about what ought to be paid by government. And and we have become, you know, we've talked about this in Isaiah chapter 3, about everybody oppresses their neighbor because we think we we should feed at the trough. We should get our slice of pie. And, and that's a complete falsehood. The, the government was never meant to be a redistributive kind of body. And and the, the, the reason that, you know, you can get debt, I mean, the Federal Reserve loves it when we borrow money because they know that uh, the general government has the guns and the armies and everything else like that. They're going to get their money. I mean, we're going to continue to pay their, their funny, uh, you know, baloney kinds of interest rates we pay interest, the Federal Reserve, money that they created out of thin air. The whole thing is a complete facade. And and the the sound founded, the reason that they talked about the general welfare, and you know, in the uh, preamble in, in Article 1, Section 8, was because that was the stable, predictable government. That was good government. Uh, they set the ba- basis of that, limits and bounds, and not one penny not one penny was to be taken from anybody and redistributed to anybody else. That's theft. That breaks the Eighth Commandment. You know, God gave us these commandments, and we completely ignore them. And and so we think, oh, oh, well, I voted for that, so my, my uh, representative, the government, can take it. That makes it right? No, it doesn't make it right. And and that's where we're completely off. And you say, well, we got to come to a basis of what... It would really cost us. Well, first we got to come back to the idea that they can't do any of the things, virtually any of the things they're doing right now, and um, and so it's time to go back to that baseline of of what yeah, government should be doing. What you think doing. the number would be if we if we really you know went to that baseline, went to that no. reality? Any idea? No, I I I don't. I mean, but like I say, Madison thought that the imposts and duties at the border would would cover the general amount necessary to run the general government. I mean, that's what the 45th Federalist Paper says. Now, I, I talk to people that, you know, people I respect and think they've done some thinking about things, and some of them say, no, that's not going to be enough now. And the point of the matter is that we give stupid things like China, most favored nation status. You know, we're letting them eat up our economy. We're letting them devour our manufacturing processes. They're running, and then they literally build their military with it, though. Too not only are they devouring, right, but they're but creating can, the emesis for us. We're doing most favored nation status for for people that are going to use it against us to destroy us. And it's like, no, let's make a program that says everybody that brings anything into the country pays the same tax, and that way it's a it's very equitable. And I think that we'd find that. Uh, some of these countries weren't able to take advantage of us as they are doing right now. So, all right, you know, ladies we've got and gentlemen, a lot of things we got to do. 
Taxation is a problem. Reducing the proper or to the proper role of government is the answer. Boy, howdy, would it change the game. Well, California and New York are setting the nation's standard. Donald Trump's speaking out about it. I think he's right. We'll talk about that in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The Speaker of the House is the presiding officer of the United States House of Representatives. The House elects its Speaker at the beginning of a new Congress. This year, that is tomorrow, Tuesday, at noon Eastern. Representative Kevin McCarthy is the frontrunner for the roll call vote. As the border crisis continues, the amount of illegal immigrants being allowed into the country and no ability for them to work is making conditions ripe for slave labor to return to the USA. So says Andrew Arthur on Fox News. He's from the Center for Immigration Studies. So they enter into agreements with the smugglers to work in the United States in substandard conditions illegally under the table uh, in virtual debt bondage. The idea that slavery exists in the United States in the 21st century should be anathema to every American, and yet that's what's going on. Throughout the weekend, dozens of people throughout California have been rescued during heavy rainfall and flooding. Roughly 62,000 in the Golden State are still without power this hour. The southwest lanes of the Highway 101 in South San Francisco were reported reopened after being closed for flooding Sunday. Snow blanketed the Sierra Nevada mountains at a rate of nearly 8 inches per hour. In the Sacramento Valley, a levee was breached in three places in rural Wilton, That's about 15 minutes south of Sacramento on I-5. Let's get an extradition update on the Pennsylvania suspect in the Idaho College students' murders. Brian Koberger could be back in Idaho as soon as next week following an extradition hearing scheduled for Tuesday. His attorney says the Washington State University grad student will most likely waive his right to extradition. The 28-year-old is suspected of stabbing four University of Idaho students to death in November. Koberger was arrested Friday in his home state of Pennsylvania. The attorney says his client is confident he'll be exonerated. I'm Jeremy Scott. Welcome to 2023, and here we go. This is USA News. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have curated special gift packages to take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use code TREAT at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra Juicy burgers, even easy to prepare, ready in a flash comfort meals. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, get 50% off site wide, plus use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. 
All right, live, ladies and gentlemen, on your radio, Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley. So we've got problems because we have dishonesty in everything. The issue is honesty. Money's at the core. The Federal Reserve is bogus. The fiat money's out of control. Therefore, they're literally putting every generation in much further and further and further debt because they don't follow the proper role of constitutional government in carrying out what needs to be and rejecting what needs not be, as well as finances mirroring the same troubled situation. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about California and New York. Uh, how many people are in California? 40 million? How many people are in New York? Like 25 million, something like that. I'd have to look it up to know for exact, but the numbers are close. Um, New York and California now require all private insurance plans to fully cover abortion if they offer maternity care coverage. That means insurance who cares they won't supply maternity care uh, or they'll be forced to promote abortion. Uh, doctor, this is serious indeed. Donald Trump said it wasn't my fault that Republicans underperformed in the midterms because the abortion issue was poorly handed. Trump posted on his Truth Social platform on Sunday about where Republicans didn't live up to expectations in the midterms, and he basically said, hey, it's because they want zero uh, abortions. They went too far, no exception for rape, incest, or the life of the mother. Uh, and as a result, then, they kind of melted down. Uh, and then, hey, they got a win at the U.S. Supreme Court, which was wonderful, but then they all vanished. So it's not his fault uh, abortion's the key issue, uh, or pro-life is the key issue to Donald Trump uh, as well. Your thoughts, doctor? I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, you know, it may be a portion of it. I think that, uh, honestly, it's a multifaceted issue. I think people pull the lever with a D or an R based upon a visceral gut action that uh, covers a whole bunch of things. I think Trump has been a, a polarizing agent. Uh, we haven't become closer together since him or Biden had any say on anything. I think that what's happened is the acrimony has grown, and the abortion thing could have uh, affected it to some degree. But honestly, I think that uh, that it's that it's just not the case. I think the Democrats tried to make it the central theme, and I think Trump's trying to fall back on their, you know, the Democrats' uh, campaign stuff. I don't think most Americans were interested in facilitating abortion. And, and I think it became a non-issue. It's kind of like, in my mind, COVID. People are done. I mean, they've had it. We're, you know, if they bring this up again, I hope the nation absolutely thumbs its nose and turns its back on all the public health officials uh, using Fauci as the iconic person of that and says, you guys, take a hike. We're, not, we're done with you. And I think, in a way, that's kind of where most Americans were with abortion. I don't think it was the the issue at all. And I think most people, if they're in their heart of hearts, know that it probably has um, some kind of offense to it. I mean, I'm not sure everybody's completely sensitive to how offensive it should be. But the point of the matter is I don't think that, that Donald Trump is right on this thing. And, uh, and it's wrong what New York and, and California are doing. I hope that major... Mm, industries, uh, retail stores, whatever, 
Hobby Lobby, for example, or Chick-fil-A, I don't, I don't know who, you know, some of these Christian-owned companies that say, ah, if that's the way it's got to be, we're going to leave that state. And, and I hope that, that what happens is they start to see that, that they basically have, people have voted with their feet and they're gone. And uh, the people are going to go where, where there's people that are principled and have character. So, uh, you know, California has got an out-migration. They've got a net out-migration, and so does New York, by the way, um, an out-migration problem. And, and we've got the useless eaters that are being left behind, and the producers are bailing. And uh, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But getting back to your Trump statement, I don't think Trump's right on this at all. I think Trump's looking for excuses and... Um, I, I don't think that uh, he's really got some good evidence-based reasons to say that, because I, I don't think, think his, people I think his pro-life way. point is vital. I think Americans are pro-life, but I agree with you. That's not the issue. You want to know what I think the issue is? Sure. Party. People well, realize is, the parties uh, are betraying yeah. them. People realize the good old boy networks that parties prevail. Uh, look, they all hate Trump, and so the insiders hate Trump and whatever. All I'm telling you is it's the party. People are done with the parties. They're sick of it. They're so disenfranchised, they're not going to go. I agree that the pro-life issue is one of the most important issues in America. But I do not agree with Trump that that is the reason they all lost. That's an excuse. I agree. But we don't need excuses from Trump. I don't care who Trump backs or any other Republican backs. The party is the problem. They're doubling down in defense of party or who controls the party or who betrays the party or who's in good with the party. Um, more than anything else, and Americans, maybe they can't even articulate it yet, but they intuitively realize they're being betrayed by the parties. And so I think the big problem is this partisan politics. All the cheating happens at the party level as well, Doctor. Here's the Founding Fathers pled with this. They warned us. Go back and read the, the uh, farewell address of George Washington again, and he talks about how party will destroy our freedom. And that's basically where we've gone with this. Now, party has gained more and more and more and more and more power on this thing. And it's it's absolutely destroyed the separation of powers. You know, if you've got a Democrat in the White House and the, and the Democrats control the legislature, there's no protection of legislative authority over executive authority. There's not at all. If the party thinks they're getting you better go along with the party or you're done. You'll be so disenfranchised and so shut down. You won't be on any committees. You won't have any friends. It's curtains for you. Well, it is. And and therein lies a great deal of the problem. And and again, Marxist's approach to things is to to put fracture lines anywhere they can in society. And the party has become a major fracture line on this thing. We could talk, uh, you know, we could read you things that Noah Webster said or, or George Washington said or Jefferson said, whomever. And, and we can understand that what's happening right now, uh, this party-based nonsense. And, and you look at how, for example, this uh, Speaker of the House thing that's going to happen tomorrow. Um, that's, it's strictly and only a party thing. And the guy that's going to get elected, probably not on the first ballot because of some fracture lines that are there right now, He's a go-along-to-get-along guy. He's not what you would call a principles-based, constitutionally sound individual. And and so we're going to have somebody that's, um, 
Is he any better than Pelosi? I don't know. Maybe in some areas. Well, he might pretend but, to be better fact, and stab you in the back, or he might be better on some issues, but not enough to change anything that is functionally important. Well, you look at Mitch McConnell in the Senate. I mean, uh, the, the guys in the Senate, I mean, it's come see, come saw. I mean, whatever. Everybody's doing the same thing. And by the way, if you, if you uh, get a chance, you might look at what Carol Quigley said in his book, Tragedy and Hope about the blending of the parties into basic philosophical same, 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 nothing burger kind of things. So you can throw the bums out and keep the same bums in with the same philosophy and, and agenda going forward. And, and that's where the deep state has been very successful in the United States. There are very few that, that stand based upon principle. And um, it's like when I ran for office, I... People would say, well, what's your platform look like? I said, well, get the Constitution out. That is my platform. That's the only platform that is the contract with America. That's the one that they swear an oath to uphold. And if it's in there, we do it. If it's not, we don't. That's the way it's got to be, people, because the parties have become so polluted. I mean, look who gave us the Department of Homeland Security. Was it a Democrat? Heavens no. It was Republican Congress, House and Senate with a Republican president. You know, and it's absolutely destructive. Patriot Act? Forget about it. Well, and uh, half great. the things you point to, uh, we always say we got to get our guys on the courts. And yes, we overturned Roe versus Wade finally with that idea. But for the most part, most of the negative that's happened, Republicans have controlled the courts. They've had more appointees to the courts than the Democrats. Most uh, abuse has taken place, believe it or not, on Republican watch. Yeah, the Supreme Court's a prime example of this. Who nominated Earl Warren? to the Supreme Court. It's a Republican president. I like Ike. You know, come on. I mean, you look at Earl Warren, for example. He was one of the principal movers and shakers of the implementation of the United States concentration camp program. Huh? Did we do that in America? Yeah, we did. Sadly so. We took the, the Japanese heritage people. We put them in concentration camps. And it was done by Earl Warren, who became the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Come on, people. If that's the people you got in there, you know you're on the wrong path. All right. I got a few numbers about abortions in America. We've supposedly shut down Roe versus Wade, but they moved to another front, and now they're promoting abortion more than ever. We'll talk about it on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Chemical abortions are now the majority abortions in the United States. The pro-abortion group, the Guttmucker Institute, released data showing that chemical abortions counted for the majority of abortions in the United States. First time in history in 2020 that started. Okay, Every three years, the Guttmacher Institute surveys all abortion providers in America. And in 2020, listen, abortion pills accounted for 54% of all U.S. abortions. That's a 44% increase than it was in 2019. Chemical abortions accounted for 39% of all abortions in 2017, an increase from 29% in 2014. So they've known this Roe versus Wade to be overturned, and they've simply ratcheted up the chemical abortion murders. And now what they've done is you don't have to go to a, an abortion clinic or anything else. You just sit in your home as a woman, and you go to a special doctor that you've been guided to or directed to. He goes ahead and sends abortion pills straight to your door in a very discreet uh, packaging, and boom, you murder your baby in your own home all by yourself. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is disaster. Uh, but this is one of the quintessential issues we need to get a handle on in America. For example, uh, the headline from uh, our good buddies at uh, Liberty Council, Matthew Staver uh, and others, says this. Um, let's see here. Will grandma get run over? <laughs> uh, it's a very serious question because when you dig in, it talks about how grandma, Sandra Merrick, recorded a series of undercover videos exposing or exposing Planned Parenthood's unspeakable trafficking of baby parts. But instead of Planned Parenthood officials going to prison, folks, Sandra faces years behind bars and millions of dollars in civil fines all for exposing Planned Parenthood's evil, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't even know how to respond to this. Organ procurement companies sent orders to the abortion clinics seeking specific body parts. Believe it or not, some of these companies have drop-down screens on their websites where you select the type of baby order to purchase. Another company has a catalog of what body parts you can buy from murdered infants or murdered babies. The more intact the body part, the higher the price, and the baby could not be poisoned with a chemical because it would destroy the organ that's for sale. 
Uh, this is a quintessential battle in America and one serious for 2023 if we ever hope to receive God's blessings and have favor with God Almighty again, Doctor. You know, this this thing of, of abortion, um, you know, it's an abomination. It will, in fact, ultimately and finally be, I think, in the formula that says when we've reached that point of no return in terms of God's mercy and his patience and everything else like that. I mean, he must weep at how people abuse the procreative power, how they... Uh, kill babies before they're born and everything like that. It's it's always been a problem from the beginning of time, actually. Um, mortality, well, I don't know if it started right in Adam and Eve's day, but, <laughs> but Blackstone spoke about it in his commentaries. And, uh, you know, if you want to get his original edition, in Volume 1, read pages 125 through 126. And he talks about... Um, how child a child before they're born is a legal human being. It has legal standing before the law, and it can be protected by the law. I mean, and he briefly talks about that, and uh, and and how the founding fathers understood this. Uh, he talks about how serious the matter is, you know. Of a, uh, but you know what? Uh, they had potions back then to quote-unquote, take care of the problem. Um, that, uh, you know, I mean, it's like the final solution that Hitler tried to have. It's a problem that they've created, and they're trying to solve the problem. But here's the, uh, it's astounding to me that, that humanity is so debauched. And, oh, let's go to that, program, that uh, statement about the uh, buying of body parts. People, this stuff is in the vaccines people are taking. And they try to downplay it and say it's okay. It's kind of like an organ donor or something like that. These kids were killed. These kids were killed. There wasn't a, oh, I'm on my deathbed and I'll will my eyes to somebody else. These people were killed. They were chopped up, ground up, and, and isolated in the most brutal, cannibalistic manner. And they put them in the vaccines. If they weren't in the vaccine, they were at least used in the development of it. And we have physicians, even physicians that hold responsibility in their churches are saying, it's okay. It's for the greater good. These people are socialist, sick. communist, it's a lie. Nazi kind of people. It's a lie straight from and Satan, and it's flat-out communism, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we are you in know, America today. But here's the it's, deal. It's Sandra, time. though, is in trouble now. She's literally facing years behind bars. While these abortion clinics in bed with your government buying body parts are all fine. Yeah, We're going to continue to fund a, it with our tax dollars. Back to taxes. The Republicans it's aren't going to stop it or do anything, are God. they? Well, they haven't yet. Nah. <laughs> uh, where's our character? Where's our principles? Where's the foundation? Where's our souls? I mean, we are selling our souls. I mean, for example, I... Be, I uh, for example, someone I know very well, let's use the vaccine thing again, a uh, physician, and he was so jazzed to be able to get the jab. And, of course, everything that's coming out now indicates that the whole thing was a facade of start to finish. No science, nothing of any value. They got nothing good out of it, anything. But here's uh, he really made me angry by saying that he was sure they were going to test these jabs on little African kids 
and Asian kids, so it would be sure it was safe for him to take it. Talk about diabolical. Why is your skin any better than theirs? Anyway, so we take it a step beyond that. They grind these babies up and use their their parts to create these vaccines. Why is it any better? I mean, we should be angry at every aspect of this thing. And, and yet we have people in high places, whether they're government or church or physicians. It's just astonishing to me. And, and by the way, and I, I guess uh, <laughs> uh, we don't have time. We're almost out of time. You know, recently I was doing a review of uh, some of the diabolical things that happened in in the Nazi concentration camps. And one of the issues that I spent quite a bit of time on was how um, German physicians and nurses, so the medical practitioners of Germany, joined the Nazi party at a rate five times more pre prevalent than any other full-time employed Nazis, or not Nazis, but German men, for example, or women. So here we have, back in the 40s, 30s and 40s, we have a, a kind of a replay of what's going, it wasn't a replay then, it's a replay now, of, of how, uh, for some reason, the medical profession seems to be drawn to these things. And, and I know not every doctor kills babies, okay? But <laughs> it, it's just astounding to me why these authoritarian-type people that have this aura of science and a white ru the white uh, uh, lab jacket and all this kind of stuff overseeing these diabolical things that happen, killing babies or chopping up baby parts in order to create a vaccine so-called that doesn't work. It's astounding to me. That, uh, that they have gone along with this stuff. And, and we seem to give them a whole bunch of credibility where no credibility is due. And uh, whether it's a, a politician that's helping this happen or what, I don't know. I don't know. But, but the physicians really did. Um, I, in fact, I've got a little statistic I just looked up. In a very academic article uh, that was done in regards to the physicians joining the Nazi party, nearly 50% of those that were physicians during the era of the Nazi era, nearly 50% of them had joined the Nazi party, higher than any other profession. And uh, by the way, I was uh, kind of misquoting this up now that I've got it in front of me. Physicians were seven times more likely to join the SS than other employed German males. Nurses were also major collaborators. This is a direct quote from this very academic article that did a whole bunch of research about that. You know, the SS was kind of the, you know, the heartless end of the, the Nazi side. Mengels, for example, was an SS officer at Auschwitz. Um, it's a biocracy they, they've created. They murdered millions of innocent peoples, and that's what we're doing in America. We do it you know, nobody's seen these concentration camps. It's happening, as you talk about, in the privacy of our own homes now, where people can get this uh, potion that comes discreetly wrapped, and you can kill your baby before anybody knows. How diabolical. I just, like I say, God's a lot more patient than I am, and I'm glad he is because I, I need his patience too. But... Uh, <laughs> 
holy cow, you just wonder when the comeuppance will come. You know? Amen to that. But I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, we need to stand for pro-life. And everyone need. I don't care about party or anything else. This idea that Sandra Merritt, who recorded a series of undercover videos to try to expose this selling and buying of baby body parts, proving the government's in bed with, quote, private industry murder for this cause, she proved it. And now she's literally fighting for her life, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) She's fighting to stay out of prison. Instead of Planned Parenthood executives or government officials involved going to prison, It's Sandra that faces prison behind bars and millions of dollars in fines and sanctions for exposing this. Matthew Staver, Liberty Council, LC.org, and others are doing their best to fight this. But, folks, we have got to stand up on this issue. I I don't know of a more important issue than life versus death and the murdering of babies, whether it be chemical abortion, whether it be delivering the baby alive and selling their body parts, chopping them. I, I don't know. But this is evil. Back when I started in broadcasting over 25 years ago, I remember break, talking about a story from the Associated Press where they would take ba- aborted babies and they'd be, um, you know, they would eat these fetuses as a delicacy in China. 25 plus years later, we're, it's a different discussion slightly. We're not eating them necessarily. I don't know how far along that will get or the cannibalism will con, um, continue from China outward. I don't know. But I look at this and I say, I don't know that we're any better off, doctor. It's abhorrent. We've got to stop it. We've got to stand up against it. At least Trump's right on that point. Final words yours. Well, you know, somehow we've got to be awakened and aroused to a sense of an awful situation. I mean, we've brought up a lot of awakened awfuls today. You know, the economics of things, the idea of expansive government, the the issues of taxes, the idea of killing babies. The, the, The pathway is already there for us. We have... Limits and bounds already established. They're foundational upon the Holy Word. They found this stuff in God's Word on the earth, and that's what the nation's based upon. And we always point to God, family, country for the solutions, and we always will, ladies and gentlemen. We're kicking off the new year with hard-hitting talk, but we're not here to tickle your ears. We're here to tell the truth and point the way to solutions. FreedomsRisingSun.com, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, God save the republic.